All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Jerry's World Podcast. On today's episode, it is strictly about football in terms of the NFL and college. I will begin the episode discussing how EA Sports is bringing back a college football video game. My friend Jake Sosha joins me once again, and we discuss and preview Super Bowl 55 between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Kansas City Chiefs. We then go into a discussion about the potential quarterback carousel in the NFL once the NFL offseason hits pertaining specifically to the future of Deshaun Watson and the Matthew Stafford to trade as well. I will then conclude today's episode with some final thoughts. Enjoy the episode, everyone. So I'm going to begin this podcast with how EA Sports is finally deciding to return to college football. That's right. After last making a college football video game in 2013, the the possibility of a game returning had been in limbo for a period of time. But now that's not the case anymore. EA Sports decided that it would be returning to college football with the game EA Sports College Football. This is finally happening after years of nostalgia with NCAA Football 14, which was the last college football video game, and years of complaints about how we, as fans of college football, people that enjoy video games, the, just, a, just a number of people in general were unhappy with EA Sports' decision to pull the game from the EA Sports catalog So a lot of people, including myself, are happy that this is happening again. Although obviously there's no date on when the game will return or even a date when the return will be announced. Other than we know that it won't be coming back this year due to a number of factors. First off, EA Sports partnered with a collegiate licensing company named CLC to make sure that it had the FBS schools, traditions, uniforms, and playbooks, among other things, ready to go for the game. And there will be over 100 teams included in this college football video game. As of right now, EA Sports is planning to move forward without rosters that include names, images, and likenesses of real college football players. Due to current NCAA rules prohibiting athletes from selling their NIL rights while in college, these rules could potentially be changed at some point in the coming year, whether that's done by the NCAA, individual legislatures in in various states, or even Congress. It's not clear yet whether these evolving rules will allow for the kind of group licensing arrangements that would be needed for EA Sports to negotiate with athletes to use their names in the game. But EA Sports will continue to monitor this discussion and the the ongoing situation and when things change as well. But whatever happens in this legislation won't change whether the game happens. The game is happening 100%. It's just a matter of whether or not it will have the names, images, and likeness of current college football players or whether or not we will go back to playing with playing with a team that has QB number 8 and QB number 18, HB number 4, HB number 4 and tight end number 88 or whatever combination of numbers uh, you want to use for a position 
and be entitled by that position, obviously, right anywhere from, you know, defensive end 99 to offensive tackle 76 or whatever. So obviously a lot of, a lot of that is being kept on, on tab, kept on hold. And as things develop and change over time, EA Sports is going to be ready. But they are pretty much just passengers like everyone else's in terms of that. So another factor is that it is, the game is still in the very beginning of process of, of game development, building out the teams, deciding what direction wants the game to go into. They said that conversations about bringing back the game actually began over a year ago, and the combination of momentum with college football and its popularity, uh, along with, with how technology has very much improved over the years leading up to the new next-gen consoles such as the PS5 and Xbox Series S, pretty much just bolstered its decision to return to college football and to, again, create a new college football video game. So EA Sports is taking advantage of plans for growth and expansion in their portfolio and catalog of games. So, obviously, they decided to take advantage of everything that is currently going on. And that's why EA Sports College, EA Sports College Football is coming into existence. And... Obviously, when the game gets released, who knows, college football and the college football landscape could change again over time as well as various technologies. But for right now, I, for one, am just happy that there is going to be a new college football video game coming out, most likely in two to three years based on all the various factors of game development, NIL stuff, and just, you know, the overall planning and putting together of all the pieces as well. Obviously... EA Sports has to figure out what they want to put into the game. They already have an idea of how things are going to be, like I said, in terms of game, in terms of gameplay, the teams and everything. But hopefully they do, you know, team builder and roster sharing like in previous NCAA football games as well. So it's like I said, it's just a matter of when the game comes out, probably 2023. Three, the earliest, twenty twenty four, the latest, based on that two to year, two to three year time frame. But at the same time, I'm just happy that an NCAA college football game is coming back into my life again. I enjoyed playing NCAA football fourteen and various other NCAA football games when I was a child, when I was younger, it was a good time, kind of, you know, just be done with school, go home, sit back, relax, turn on the console. So adding another game to the list of game, video games that I play is always fun because it gives me something to do. But at the same time, I'm just ready for EA Sports College Football. Just get me to 2023 or 2024 and when this game officially becomes released already.
I want to welcome back my friend Jake Sosha on the podcast. Today we are discussing Super Bowl 55 and previewing that matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we're also going to go into the potential QB carousel that will soon follow and happen in the NFL offseason once the, once the Super Bowl is over. How are you doing today, sir? I am fantastic. How are you doing, Jeremy? Oh, you know, just living the dream day in, day out. You know, can't really complain. So we're going to jump right in here. Like I said, Super Bowl 55 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are playing in their home stadium. It is the first time that the host city of the Super Bowl is featuring a team in that market. And the Kansas City Chiefs are looking to repeat uh, and be the first repeat Super Bowl winner since the New England Patriots of the early 2000s. Tell me, what are you looking forward forward to in this game? Well, for me, this game, the main thing is kind of the changing of the guard in terms of a new generation generational quarterback coming in and another one. I don't think Brady is going to retire, but Brady is 44 years old and he is on his way out of the NFL. This is kind of a changing of the guard thing to me within the NFL. And it's going to go from the greatest quarterback of all time to potentially now the greatest quarterback ever in our time that we're seeing come up in Patrick Mahomes. Um, It's going to be a great game to me. I think, both teams are great every single aspect. To me, the biggest thing to me to beat the Chiefs is you have to keep guys kind of condensed in the middle of the field and play man-to-man on the outside against the receivers. You saw that against <clears> – <throat> excuse me. When the Chiefs played the Bills, they tried the Bills tried this four-man rush which absolutely didn't work. We kept the safeties about 20 yards back, which didn't work. And I, for me, the Buccaneers have a better defense than the Bills do. I think the biggest thing that teams need to do to beat Patrick Mahomes, because fun fact, the only, so Patrick Mahomes has lost nine games throughout his career. And the lowest point, or yeah, the lowest point he had scored against him was 35 points in a loss. So, so a team, that's the most a team has scored on him in a loss was 30, or the least a team has scored on him was 35 in a loss. I think the Buccaneers have a good enough defensive line where they could kind of send that four-man rush and keep guys playing man-to-man outside and kind of pack the middle of the field so Kelsey can't do what he wants to do. Because you saw Kelsey completely ate up the Bills across the middle of the field. I think, in my opinion, the Buccaneers are the only team in the NFL that could send a four-man rush at Patrick Mahomes and not get killed for it. Because you have Ndamukha Sue, Fiat Avia, and Jason Pierre-Paul, and William Golson going at Patrick Mahomes off that line. And I just think that could work. All four of those guys get to Patrick Mahomes and pressure him, and it will work out for them. And you can stick everyone else where you need to go to fill in the spots, 
But the main thing on this offense is getting to Patrick Mahomes because he can beat you with his feet. So if you send a blitz with the linebackers, it's just not going to work. Then he's going to pick you off across the middle. So for me, I am looking. If the Buccaneers want to win this game, they need to get that four-man rush going against Patrick Mahomes and get to him before he can get a throw off. Because if he has time to see that blitz coming and get out of the pocket, Patrick Mahomes can run. He is a very athletic quarterback, and it's just going to work for him where he's kind of like he's kind of like a Josh Allen. He's better than Josh Allen, clearly, but he is like that Josh Allen where if he gets outside the pocket, he can beat you with his legs and his arm. So I'm just looking for that, that Buccaneers line against Patrick Mahomes. I think that's what this game comes down to. Um, clearly... Tom Brady, this honestly might be the last Super Bowl he ever sees. Um, he's going for number seven. He already has six Super Bowl wins under him. And I just think Tom Brady is too good with all the weapons he has. He has Mike, he's got a, a healthy Mike Evans out, a healthy Chris Godwin, and a healthy Antonio Brown, who will be back for the Super Bowl. And even a healthy Rob Gronkowski. He just has too many weapons in that offense where you can't – he could put up points with Patrick Mahomes. They could go shot for shot with each other. And I just don't know if that Chiefs – the Chiefs offense – or defense, excuse me, has quite been tested that way this year. I get they saw each other already in – what was it? Week It was week, week, it was week, week 12, week 12 actually. Yeah, because – yeah. And Kansas City just came out the gate yeah. torching them. They went, yeah, they went 17 nothing, and then Tampa Bay came back. Made it, it was 27-24. And yes. so Pat Mahomes threw for 426. Brady threw for 345. But the main key I take from this game in that Week 12 game was Tyree Kill had 269 yards receiving. I yes. just don't see that happening again for the Chiefs. So I think this game will be a shootout. Um, for me, if the Buccaneers def- if the Buccaneers line without sending a blitz, if, if they can send a four-man rush at Mahomes, if they can get to him, they will affect this game greatly. Yes. I mean, obviously, we know that both these teams met back in week 12 and the Chiefs did come out on top. And, the Buccaneers are definitely going to remember that game and they're not going to want Kansas city to go out and just clobber them, go out to an early advantage like that back in week 12, where they were up 17, nothing and Tyreek Hill had over 200 yards of receiving in the first quarter alone. So obviously the bucks are going to make some adjustments on defense. Uh, I mean, Todd, Todd Bowles is a very well-respected coordinator. He is very good at his job. He, know, he obviously knows that the Chiefs, what the Chiefs bring to the table. In terms of the abundance of weapons, though, I think that both of these quarterbacks, no matter how great they are, they have riches of weapons all around. Oh, I 100% agree. So, so I'm going to tell you, like, I'm going to list off the weapons that each quarterback has. And I'm going to start with Patrick Mahomes. He has Tyreek Hill, 
Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Le'Veon Bell. Whereas Tom Brady has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, and Ronald Jones II. And if OJ Howard didn't, and if OJ Howard didn't get a season-ending injury, he would have OJ Howard at tight end too. Uh, Brady would. So it just so it's just crazy how these both of these quarterbacks have a rich of rich amount of weapons given to them. And they also have two – both quarterbacks also have very good offensive lines as well. I mean, Kansas City is going to be without Eric Fisher because he sadly tore his Achilles in the AFC Championship victory against the Bills. But they still have a very good offensive line. And Tampa Bay's offensive line, even though they were inconsistent when the season started, they have improved themselves as well. So – this could be a very offensive mind heavy game. It could go for a shootout. I personally, though, am looking for and towards a battle of the coaches, more along the lines of Eric Bieniemy and how he handles the Kansas City offense against Todd Bowles and how he coordinates and handles the Tampa Bay defense. Because obviously. Andy Reid gets a lot of praise for how he coaches the Chiefs, but we all know that Eric Bieniemy is the genius behind the Kansas City Chiefs offense, and both him and Reid could just uh, could just change things up as they go along, which is why Todd, even though Todd Bowles will come into the game more prepared than their Week Twelve matchup. Can I can I jump in here real fast just to go off topic a little bit? I would, yeah, sure, go ahead. I just would love to know. How Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a head coaching job in the NFL yet? Do you, Eric, do you have any idea why that is? Because to me, he should have probably two years ago had an NFL head coaching job. In my opinion, he should he should have been a head coach. He should be a head coach currently. He should be get he should have gotten hired by a team. He should have gotten hired by a team that fired uh, that fired their head coach this past season, uh, regular season. And it's a crying shame that he's not a head coach. And I, and there are many theories as to why I, Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach. I saw that too, and it's unfortunate. I, do you think, I hate to say this, but in the NFL, unfortunately, it kind of looks like this. Do you think it is his race? Oh, the NFL, without a doubt, is still a rate is still has still has issues. Okay, with race. I, okay, I agree with one hundred percent on that because, in my opinion, he would should have been the first guy who got a head coaching job this year, and unfortunately, he didn't. Eric, he is probably one Eric, of the smartest minds for an offensive coordinator in football that the league has seen in a while. Eric Bieniemy should have been the first name on every list of teams that were looking for a head coach. He should have been called the day after the regular season ended. Teams did interview him. I don't know how well those interviews went, obviously, because, you know, we just run a podcast for a hobby and we follow as much as we can. But obviously one team that should, that did not, that, chose not to interview him until it was too late was the Houston Texans. And that's just because their ownership is a bunch of well, fucking I idiots. Didn't, I didn't but expect Eric, the Texas on anyone good. That organization has turned into a complete fucking joke. 
And it, oh, exactly. It just, unfortunately, we'll get into them later in the podcast when we talk about the QB yeah. carousel. But that organization right now is a fucking joke. Exactly. Exactly, it is. And we'll get to that later on in the podcast, like you said. But yes, I, Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach. It. I, I hate to say it, but I do think, I hate to say it, and it does suck if this is the case, that it is because Eric Bieniemy is a African-American. And he should not be judged because he is an African-American. He should be... He, he he should be well he is well respected in the league uh, according to everybody. But the thing is, though, is if he's so well respected, he should have been a head exactly. coach. But I, I mean, maybe he also just doesn't want to be a head coach right now and just enjoy the success he has with the Chiefs. But at the same time, like that is probably such a small, small, minuscule speculation a case right there it's it's crazy but that could be a small possibility too but we all know the bigger picture there but i we we've gone a little more off topic with that than i wanted to than we i wanted Sorry about to that. so no that's perfectly fine i mean eric Bieniemy is a great co- offensive I, coordinator he would be perfect for any team yeah, i just wanted to jump in and, and, and just kind of give that point there but i'm sorry for going off topic all right, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. That's one thing I like about pot. Like, you know, like even though we got off topic there, it's because we're talking about how much of a genius he is. And because and without him, I don't think Andy Reid would have as much success in Kansas City, which is why when it comes to previewing the battle of the coaches, that's why I said the enemy versus Bulls would be a great battle of the coaches. And also on the Kansas City defense versus the Tampa Bay offense side, I am actually intrigued as to how Steve Spagnuolo will go and prepare for the Bucks offense. Under because, Brian Leftwich. Well, Steve Spagnuolo actually has gone up against the Tom Brady offense before. Well, yeah. Steve, Steve Spagnuolo was the defensive coordinator for the 2007 Super Bowl uh, champion Giants when they went up against the... 18 and O's to be 18 and one Patriots in Super Bowl 42. And that defense just stood tall all game. I mean, the Patriots offense was obviously the best in the league at that time. You know, Brady and Moss and Welker, they were just making breaking records left and right that offense in terms of points, yards. Brady was the first quarterback to throw 50 touchdowns in a season that season, but Spagnolo took advantage of what they had when they had met in week 17 and, and used that to his advantage and just prepare, made a whole new game plan. So may, so I'm looking as to like what Spagnolo is going to do when it comes to looking at the film from week 12 in their matchup, as well as looking at any other film that they have and going from there. So the battle of the coaches is something I'm looking forward to as well. Like I was when it came to the AFC championship game, I was right about how the AFC championship game went in terms of the battles of the coaches. I hope I'm right in terms of the, uh, battle of the coaches in the Super Bowl because I I do not want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game. I'm going to say it. I I there are a lot there are a number of people that hopped on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bandwagon because of Tom Brady 
especially a lot of New England Patriot fans who realize that their fantasy land has come to an end. It's just and funny would, to me to see as soon as Tom Brady left, how much the New England Patriots fell apart. Because people always question when Brady was in New England, they're like, oh, is it because Brady is a good quarterback? Or is it because the new the Patriots way with Bill Belichick? But clearly we are seeing it is Tom Brady that got them there. As coming Tom from Brady the Bills was... fan, that's a lot to say. It's Tom Brady that got yes. them there. Tom Bill Belichick is a, has been a good Tom Bill Belichick is a great oh, head coach. Tom Brady Tom Brady and what Brady was able to do in those 20 years there it's just uh, it's just phenomenal. I mean Brady made the Patriots better but the Patriot way will always be the Patriot way. It's just a matter of believing in the system and Brady believed in the system and took it to new levels. Whereas these current Patriots don't believe in this in the system, in my opinion. But I don't like I said, you know, I don't want to talk about losers that aren't in in the biggest game of the season. <laughs> we're we're here we're here to talk about we're here to talk about winner uh, a potential winner uh, the two best teams uh, that are the two best teams are in, in the Super Bowl, in my opinion, Tampa Bay and Kansas City. I I, I, I am false in that opinion. Kansas City was the best team in the NFL by far, by any team. I still think that Green Bay is a better team than the Buccaneers. I think that Green Bay, I I only say Green Bay was not, I thought that too, but I changed my mind because not, not only because of how Tampa Bay beat them in the NFC Championship, but also because I think that was just bad, they bad, won their bad coaching in that game. There was two times that the Patriot or it's fucking the fucking the Patriots. Packers. I'm a stupid ass. Um, the Packers could have went for uh or one. There was it right in the beginning of the game. It was I think second quarter. It was like fourth and three. They ended up kicking a field goal instead of going for it. And that just blew my mind that they would do that, knowing Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, and you have Devontae Adams as a wide receiver who will make that play for you. It still blows my mind that they did that. That changed the whole outcome of the game, in my opinion. Six points off of three turnovers killed them. That is why they're not in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. The offense offense was dead. They tried to come back. It did not work. Every time Brady threw a pick, I thought the Packers were going to march down the field and actually do something with the ball – but instead, they went. They either got only one first down, or they went three and out. And I'm just like, this game is meant for Brady to go in there and go back to the Super Bowl. You know, it's it was just meant for Brady versus Mahomes, sadly. And with that, obviously, both quarterbacks are odds on favor to win Super Bowl MVP if they win as well, because it's a pass happy league. But in terms of predictions, what do you think the score of this game is going to be? Um, before before we get into predictions, I want to l- do a little prop bet with you. So I saw prop I saw bet. a prop okay. bet today that kind of intrigued me. It was kind of funny. Okay. I mean, it kind of intrigued me, and I'm like I started thinking, I'm like this might actually could go either way. 
So it was, would, will Clyde Edwards-Hilaire have more rushing yards um, than how old the winning Super, ba- or winning Super Bowl quarterback is? So you have Tom Brady at 43 and Patrick <laughs> Mahomes at 25. So, so, so we're predicting that Clyde Edwards Hilaire isn't even going to get 50 rushing yards in this game. He's not, he, he potentially could only have no more, no, no more than 50 based on the ages of these two quarterbacks. Okay. That's crazy. Um, Well, what would you think? Well, because if you think about it, Tom Brady is 43. So if Brady wins the MVP, if Brady wins Super Bowl MVP, or if he wins the Super Bowl, excuse me, not MVP, do you think Clyde Edwards Hilaire would have more than 43 rushing yards in this game? I believe that Clyde Edwards Hilaire will have more than 43 rushing yards in this game. I mean, obviously back in their week, obviously back in their we I mean, obviously back in their week 12 matchup, he did not have 43 rushing yards. He only had 37 yards on 11 carries, actually. Um, so I think he will have more than 43, but I don't think he'll have more than Okay, 60. okay. So, and, then, and then, all right, one more question going into Super Bowl. Uh, just just a little fun, fun, fun guess for you on the side. Um, would you say yes or no, would a kicker have won the Super Bowl MVP ever? Without looking it up, do you think a do you think a kicker would have won MVP in a Super Bowl? Yes or no? Do I think a kicker would have won yeah. Super Bowl MVP? I mean, it's yes or no. Yes or no. No. No, but he, he did. probably did. In in 1982, Mark uh, Mosley won a Super Bowl MVP. In 1982, in a shortened season, the Washington Redskins won 27-17 over the Miami Dolphins. He kicked two field goals. And he hit all three of his extra point attempts. He was also league MVP that yes, season was. too. Mark Mosley, Mark Mosley was a very underrated kicker. Actually, I, I, just, actually, I, 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 I looked actually, it up right before we started recording. I'm like, oh, I just for the fuck of it, I was like, do you think anyone has ever won Super MVP? Turns out he did. Yeah, Mark, I knew Mark Mosley won the MVP in that season because he had a fantastic, phenomenal year. He pretty much didn't miss a single kick the entire season and so i i mean it was only fitting and that it, it was only fitting i guess if they give him super bowl mvp because of just how phenomenal he was of a kicker even though that game even though obviously there could have been other candidates for from the redskins <laughs> but i think yeah i mean Clyde edwards hilaire will have more than 43 rushing yards i don't think he'll See, get more than 60 I, though I, i'm torn because I think he'll have more than 25. But you don't think he'll have more than 43. I think if Tampa wins the Super Bowl, I don't think he has more than 43. But Tampa didn't win in week 12. and they, It he doesn't, it does, it doesn't matter. But, yo, I'm saying, though, okay, okay, that's, yeah, that's it's true. It's a that's new true. game. They're going to have new so, game plans. Yeah, so, yeah. So maybe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just goes off, too. So you're saying yes, you would te- take the bet? I take the bet. I, I, I think, think you would right have more now, than the last I saw the line, it was like minus three hundred. If or yeah, it was like minus three hundred if you lost, but it was like plus a thousand if um he didn't. See, I, yeah, I honestly I, think- I don't know because this 
this Buccaneers, like to me, the Buccaneers run defense is so good. And if they have themselves like a game and they win, I don't think he gets over that. No, they're going to have, I mean, I just thought like when I saw it, I just I thought mean, it was an intriguing, like kind of like a little prop bet that you could have. Oh, yeah, no, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. I mean, the thing is, though, is obviously if they hold him to under 43 yeah. rushing yards, Kansas City, you're going to have to worry about – you're going to have to figure out how to, once again, stop Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, Hardman, and and, and those okay. guys. But, yes, I, okay. I'll take that bet. I think he'll All go right. over One more little prop bet. Well, this is – do you know The weekend a lot? Do you know his songs? Yeah. All right. Are we talking like over under of the Super Bowl no, halftime show? No, it's not that. It is. So I have a little, little kind of little prop bet for you, I guess. I saw as well. Sorry for bringing up prop bets. No, right. I'm fine All with right. that. I don't mind getting. I don't mind <laughs> I, getting <going laughs> here. Okay. So, would you think the weekend plays "Blinding Lights" as the first song? That's the obvious choice of songs, but I don't think he will. Okay. I think that actually because may be the there last was song. a prop bet where if you bet "Blinding Lights" is the first song, you could win. It was like plus three thousand for him to play "Blinding Lights" first. I mean, that would make sense that he would do that song first. Well, yeah, I get that, but like the... plus three thousand, like come on, like he has so many good songs, like I. What song do you start with, though? I mean, the only other option I would think of him starting with would be Starboy. I mean, that would be a good song to start with, too. But Blinding Lights, other than, but because of how Blinding Lights is just so upbeat and catchy and with the tempo, it would make sense to start it. I'm actually wondering, like, what songs he actually is planning to perform for this halftime show. Because, like, obviously, the weekend. Like he has a lot of like upbeat and catchy so- and upbeat and tempo catchy songs, but a lot of his music is also that's dark true. Too. But I think he starts with "Can't Feel My Face." See, that's see, that's oh. my thing. Like I saw these little prop bets and they intrigued me. Okay, okay, can't feel my face. I think he'll perform. Right, can't feel so my face, three but, songs uh, before we get into predictions. I'm sorry, I'm kind of taking over this little section of the podcast. I apologize to your podcast. I don't. Okay, what three care. songs in the weekend do you think he plays? I think he will do bl- I not in order. Blinding lights, Starboy, and Can't Feel My Face. I think he'll start out with Starboy. He'll go into Can't Feel My Face, and then he'll okay. end with Blinding Lights. But this, uh, but at the same time, he could do a medley of songs too. Like uh, you know, st- you know, start with one, then go into a different one. But I don't think he will do a medley. What about you? I agree with you on the three songs because those are my three songs. But um, I I agree with you, but I feel like he probably might go off that a little bit. And he, he might play The Hills. He might play Save Your Tears. I don't know. He could play Save Your Yeah, he, he could might play, play Save the Your Tears, honestly. I mean... He could play Heartless. I mean, I, I feel like he'll focus a lot more on his most recent album uh, because of how huge it has been. But at the same time, like true weekend fans would know, like what's like would hope for something. Yeah. 
that isn't mainstream like it is. I mean, obviously, he's definitely not performing anything from trilogy, from from trilogy, House of Balloons, uh, all that early stuff. I feel like if he performs anything, it's going to be after okay. that. Okay. Um. So now, last little prop bet. What is your okay. over under on the anthem this year? Who's performing the uh, anthem? Performing the anthem this year will be Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. Right now, it is one minute, and it the over-under on it right now is one minute and 59 seconds. I'm taking the over. They're going to... They gotta do. They gotta figure out like how. Like when it comes to the end of the anthem, they always like hold that for a little bit so the flyover can happen. I think it'll go. I over agree two with you. I'll take the over on that as well for our betting friends here. But I agree with you on that. Yes. Okay. One more. Prop I like. I like prop. We'll like we're getting into this. Like we're getting into this little betting thing here. I like it. Who wins the coin toss? And do, right. and if well, they win the I've... coin toss. Do they defer? Hang on. Okay. So first off, I'm going to, I'm going to, so I think first off, it's going to go tails because every single coin toss I have ever taken when I was the captain of the Niagara Catholic soccer team, I took tails. How many times did you fucking win? I, I, you I, I promise you, I won every single toss that I have taken when I, when I got to pick tails when we were home. I won. Ask Zach because he was up there with me. It was always tails, and I always won. So it had to be. So I was I'm captain from sophomore who... to senior year. So probably six, twelve. I would say eighteen times I won tails. I'm trying to figure. Yeah, Zach would always come to like to like like we'd all be on the bench. Zach would just come to the bench, and he'd be like. Yeah, we want. Yeah, it was tails. Like you wouldn't say anything. I'm like, okay. You no, know, every, uh, like, every single time, every single time I got we... to pick tails, it was tails. So I am 100 for 100. So anyone who listens to Jerry's World podcast, if you need help with your next Mega Millions, come to me because I am 100 for 100. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, that's why he didn't win the. That's why he didn't win the last. All right. Mega in my Millions. in yeah. my defense, there, I didn't. I didn't put any money into that. I still haven't. Yeah. I put all my money into investments. Which could be time for other yeah, podcasts yeah. we could talk about. But um, okay. So back to your question. I think that who who's the home team? Would it be Kansas City? Yeah, Kansas City. Kansas City is so the home. I Kansas City is the home I team. I think because. that Tampa is gonna, or excuse me, Kansas City is gonna lose the toss, and Buccaneers are going to accept the toss. They're going to receive first because against Kansas City, in my opinion, you you want to get the ball first so you can go down and score. Because Kansas City is a team to me. I, I fucking get off topic again a little bit with the. I'm talking about the coin toss, but um, Kansas City is a team to me where you want to score on early because you know they can score just right with you. So why not score first instead of playing catch up? Understandable. And then that you had a third question in there, right? So oh, just no. Two. That okay, was just yeah. it. I, I think Kansas City loses the toss, the toss, and Tampa and so Tampa wins the yeah, coin well, toss. Yeah, Tampa's going to win the toss, and they're going to receive the ball. 
and they're going to accept, which means Kansas City will get the ball in the second half. Okay, that's fine. That is perfectly fine. And with that, I'm going to – no more – I don't have any more prop bets. I don't – do you have any more prop um, bets? There was one more I had, but I forgot it. I Because I had one more up, but I completely forgot it. Well, oh, right, hang okay. on. Now in terms – This isn't a prop bet, but uh, this is just kind of like – Um, What do you think the funniest commercial is going to be this year? hard to tell a lot of companies are actually opting out of making commercials and they're putting that money towards uh towards uh covid vaccinations and testing so i'm not entirely sure like what to look forward to in terms of commercials one more question as well okay is the weekend i because i didn't read anything up on this is he actually performing live or is it pre-recorded and he's just recording it to the world I have no clue. I know that he's putting $7 million of his own money. I saw that. So, so I would assume he's I, doing it live, but I should know what this year with COVID going on and everything. They're having 25,000 fans in, at the game. So Actually, I think he will do fun it live. Fact, every single team that played in Florida this year, they could have had a full stadium. I know they could but, have had a full uh, stadium, yeah, but uh, I'm not going to go into the, the stupidity said, of no, the state of Florida. They, I'm assuming because I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna assume the teams didn't care so much about like that. I'm sure they would have brought everyone if they could, but they thought it would have been a bad look. It would have been a bad look. It would have been awful. I'm not gonna go. Yeah, I'm not going into that. But I just think if they like, if it wasn't about like their image, they would have had everyone there, a hundred percent. Oh. 100%. 100%. But with that, uh, we're going to go into our last prediction, which is obviously the most important prediction, score prediction. What do you think? Oh, I forgot we had to do this. <laughs> um, <laughs> we as much as it hates me to say, I think Brady – so right now Brady and Mahomes have faced off four times against each other. They're two and two. With Brady taking the first two and Mahomes taking the second two in the times they have faced off, I think Brady ends up being three and two against Patrick Mahomes in his career for now because I don't know how much longer Brady's going to play. But I am going that Buccaneers 35, Kansas City Chiefs 31. Brady is going to raise his seventh Lombardi trophy, and Brady is also going to win Super Bowl MVP. I like the score. I'm taking the opposite, though. I believe that Kansas City repeats as champion, winning 35-31. to I think that Patrick Mahomes will win Super Patrick Mahomes will most likely win Super Bowl MVP, but I would love to see Travis Kelsey win Super Bowl MVP if the Kansas City it's Chiefs say, win. But quarterbacks because, typically win it. Yes, quarterbacks do typically especially win especially it. Especially in the new era. Uh, it has been, especially in the new era. But I would love to see Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill, if they have a monster game, that either of them have a monster game, they should be Super Bowl MVP. But uh, it most likely will be Mahomes. I think the Chiefs pull pull out a victory here. They're going to repeat. And, I mean, 
We're just witnessing a, a new era. We're witnessing the changing of the guard and right in front of our very eyes. Brady is Brady is done for and Mahomes will ascend and by the time he retires, he'll he'll be the greatest quarterback in the history of the National Football until League. Until Mahomes retires. And until Mahomes until he retires and until somebody comes along and decides to surpass what both Brady and Mahomes AKA have done Josh in their Allen. careers. <laughs> um they're gonna trade out. They're gonna trade out. You Alex gotta relax Watson. here. Before we get into that, before we get into that topic, <laughs> um, before we switch over to the QB carousel, I just want to say, after the AFC Championship, my hatred, like I've always loved Patrick Mahomes, and I never like I never hated the Kansas City Chiefs because they never bothered me. But, but because it's not of even what because happened, happened with- it's because of kind of how the game got, like the chip, the chippiness. Fuck my Apple Watch. It keeps going off things by saying, hey, Siri. But um, the, just how chippy the game got, I guess. Like, I I played sports my whole life. You've played sports as well. So you know how chippy it gets. But I don't know. It's just, like, yeah, something have- about that game has kind of, like... So I was telling myself, if the Bills lose, I want the Chiefs to win. But how that game got and how chippy it got... I kind of tell myself, like, fuck Kansas City. Like, I don't care what happens to them. Like, I hope they fucking collapse in two years once everyone's contracts run up and they go into a fucking cap hell because of that contract they gave Mahomes. And I just want to see them kind of burn to the ground. And at this point, Brady's already ruined my life for 20 years. Why not ruin it at 21st? I, I want to see the Buccaneers win the Super Bowl. I don't want to see Kansas City win anymore. Patrick Mahomes is that good where, like, I'm just scared it's going to be like this. Like, as a Bills fan, how I'm looking at it is Patrick Mahomes is going to kind of be this. Like, the Bills will win the AFC Championship as much as they want. But, honestly, who gives a fuck at that point? Sorry. Sorry for the profanity. Sorry for my French. No. Um, too, but, but yeah, just I see like where you're if from. the Bills keep winning the AFC East, it's not gonna matter if we keep running into this Chiefs team who keeps winning, and that's the thing that's gonna is gonna piss me off until I'm probably let's say Josh Allen. This was his third year in the league, so another 17 years, I'm gonna be 40 years old. If Josh Allen plays 20 years in the league, like, and I'm sure. I'm not telling a biased Bills fan, but Josh Allen will win a championship. But if we keep having to go through Kansas City every year because of how good this team is, it's going to piss me off. It's just going to piss me off. That's understandable. That's understandable, especially because you had to deal with Exactly. Now we have to deal with him. I'm sorry for my Baltimore fans out there. But I'm not worried about Lamar Jackson one bit in the AFC. He is a great I, – I can't even call him a quarterback because the Bills made him be a quarterback in the divisional round, and he couldn't even be that. But he – Lamar Jackson is a great player. Needs people around him. He, Needs riches of but, weapons like see, Brady and Mahomes See, my thing like has. that is even if he had weapons – 
Lamar Jackson can't throw outside the numbers. You've seen it through his college career, and you've now seen it in the NFL. Yep. He loves throwing inside the numbers, so that's why his tight ends look so good. Because if you have a receiver going out on a slant route, he can't throw to where they're going to be. He can only kind of throw like where they are right now, like cutting across the middle of the field in their numbers. He will make like maybe two passes a game that are outside the numbers that makes him look good. Other than that, he can just run the ball. I love the kid. He's a great athlete, but I'm just worried about Mahomes in the AFC. And that's completely understandable. And with that, we're going to transition into our next topic of the QB carousel. And the three quarterbacks that you have mentioned are the three quarterbacks in the AFC that pretty much are untouchable. And those are the only three teams in the AFC that should not be inquiring about a quarterback at all, even though I joke that the the Bills would trade Allen for Watson in a heartbeat. Although there are some Bill there are some Bills fans out there that I don't know. Okay, I because so going back on it for people who I'm here you're gonna begin the episode. Jeremy said that the Bills should look at trading Josh Allen for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you were joking clearly, but I've seen Bills fans say that. And uh, Jeremy, remember in past episodes how we always talked about those Instagram girls? Exactly. They sound like those those guys who are saying trade Josh Allen for Deshaun Watson are like Instagram girls who have watched the Bills for one year since Josh Allen was good. There is absolutely 0% chance that Josh Allen will be traded for Deshaun Watson. If Josh Allen, I'm getting mad right now thinking about it. But but if Josh Allen if was Josh traded Allen, for Deshaun Watson, this city would erupt. Fuck people who think that Josh Allen will be traded for Deshaun Watson because there is no shot. Josh Allen showed this year he is MVP caliber. I know Deshaun Watson is MVP caliber as well. But guess what? You're not going to trade MVP for MVP. You stick with your MVP. I don't care. It it doesn't it doesn't matter what exactly. he's done. Josh Allen has, from year one, he year one he looked like shit. Year two he took steps. We're like, okay, he could be something. Year three, he was a superstar. If you want to trade him, you look in the mirror and reevaluate if you're gonna part of Bill's mafia. Because you need to take a long, hard look at yourself and say, What am I thinking? Because Josh Allen is this city. He embraces everything about it, and he loves the city. And if he trade if Josh Allen was traded, this city I can guarantee it would erupt, and no one would there wouldn't be a Bills mafia like there is. Josh Allen has embraced the city more than any quarterback ever could. He has taken on that personality of a kind of like a Buffalo's like I would consider like a blue collar town who wants to work for everything he has. You're not giving it; you earn it. That, that I'm sorry for going on a rant, Jeremy. You you take it over. I, I just no, got mad. I got mad about it. I said you you did get mad. That's perfectly fine there. That's perfectly fine there. And those people I like to call are I like to call idiots. Those are idiots. I I, I see opinions like that, not just from Bills fans that don't know what they're talking about, but every fan base obviously 
has those people that have no clue what they're talking about. They just want to, they just want to do say something for clickbait or for clout. And the, and they honestly think that they could work for their local radio station or ESPN or F or Fox sports. And in my opinion, like I said, those are the three teams in the AFC that should not be making okay. inquiries. To, to clarify, about- you, didn't, you never say the teams. So the teams would be Buffalo, Kansas City, and Baltimore, correct? Okay, yeah, all right. We're on the, we're on the yes, same page. Kansas I just City, Baltimore, sure we never really clarified that to the people listening. Well, I figured you would. I figured you would know that, like, yeah. Yeah, when we were talking. But yeah, about I would, Tomorrow, like, yeah. Those were yeah, the those three, are three teams, teams that there. you kind of. Because Kansas City and Baltimore, or yeah, or excuse me, Kansas City and Buffalo kind of have like and a gem, and Josh Allen and and uh, Patrick Mahomes. You just kind of have like a God-given and, talent of their just everything about them, their football ability, their smartness, and their athletic ability. Really, like, okay, I my franchise QB. And then if you were Baltimore, you would just be dumb. Like I, I know I just said a couple minutes ago that Lamar Jackson isn't a good QB. I'm sorry for the Noah Freeburgers who listen to this podcast because I know you're a Baltimore fan. I know you love Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's a good QB, but the Baltimore Ravens and John Harbaugh have built such a great team around Lamar Jackson um, where you kind of like – you draft – like a lot of teams don't do this anymore, but you draft the kid knowing what you're getting. You are getting that athletic running and throw when you need to quarterback. Um, in my opinion, Lamar Jackson is like Michael Vick reincarnated just kind of without the arm. So with Lamar Jackson, you can run that option offense all you want, and it's going to work as long as teams don't know how to prevent it. And so far through three years, Lamar Jackson has been in the league. The kid has been a stud. I get his first season. He only played the last, what, like half of the season, maybe because Flacco got hurt. But, um, so he's been, yes, He's been in three playoff games in three seasons. So if you're Baltimore, I wouldn't worry. But maybe like two or three years down the road, if you're still getting stuck at wildcard weekend or the divisional, then I would kind of question Lamar Jackson. But for right now, you're making the playoffs. No one's going to complain about that. It, you, you have teams exactly. who consistently just won't make the playoffs. And it's just sad. You would rather – in my opinion, in the NFL, because it's only it's one game elimination. It's not like any other sports in the league where it's one game elimination. So for me, it's you have to be there to make it to the big time. So as long as you're getting there, you're fine. If you're a Baltimore fan, I wouldn't worry yet until Lamar Jackson doesn't get to a conference championship or even a Super Bowl within the next three to four years. That's when I would start to reevaluate what we have. I agree there. And in terms of Deshaun Watson and the and the carousel and the situation going on in Houston, obviously the new head coach and new GM came on and said, "Yeah, we're not trading him." Obviously they're going to say that. They're going to they're going to make themselves yeah. look like that they're not going to trade him when in reality they have they will have no choice but to trade him because he wants nothing to do with that organization. And he's not the only quarterback that is on the market. He's just the biggest well, name. I mean, you have a generational talent there, 
But I'm going to let you finish. Then yes. I want to go on my kind of spiel about Deshaun Watson and Houston before we get into anything else. I think that Watson, so I Watson obviously is the best quarter is so the best quarterback available because Aaron Rodgers is not I have my opinions about that as Packers. But if Aaron Rodgers were to leave the Green Bay Packers, then Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback available on the market. But in my opinion, he's staying in Green Bay. They're going to keep him and he'll eventually retire there. Deshaun Watson when he hits the market in terms of tra- in terms of trading he is the, he's 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 the guy that 18 that a lot of teams could go after i believe that the best options for, the best option for him we all know is miami miami is a good team is a good team already they have a, they have a great coach they have a gm that believes in his players they're building a great culture there in miami and i know culture is used a lot in sports uh, so is process and everything but miami is finally putting it together with what they are doing i mean they easily could trade to do a trade for, with Tua they could trade away their number three pick, which was Houston's number three pick and one before they went back to Miami. And they could potentially trade away a couple other picks as well, maybe lower rounders. But that would be obviously the most ideal situation. But at the same time, is that if you believe what if you believe the rumor mill, apparently 18 different quarterbacks could be on the move. And we already saw two quarterbacks on go on the move this past weekend when Matthew Stafford was traded to the Los Angeles Rams. All right, let me Jared cut you Goff off there. Three picks. Do you think Jared Goff plays a game in Detroit? I Now you're going to sound like Paiska saying that they're going to use everything that they traded for to trade for Watson. But um, uh, I think that Jared Goff does play a game in Detroit. I I don't think that I don't know. I'm very curious about that because can we go into that trade real fast before we go into Watson? Yes, we can. Because I – when when that trade happened, I was shocked. I mean, I was shocked. I mean – I saw earlier in the day that there were rumblings about the Rams. And it wasn't even like rumblings. It was just like, you know, theories of like, oh, the Rams are the best team for Matthew Stafford to go to because they're in a win-now situation. And they're literally only a quarterback away from going back to the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, Jared Goff really had to throw 50 times a game during the season. Because Akers was unhealthy, and when he was healthy, they weren't really running him a lot, and they relied a lot on their defense, obviously. But the relationship between Goff and McVay just completely deteriorated, so it made sense for them to move on from Jared Goff, and then when they found out Matthew Stafford was available, they decided to pull off that pick. The Rams are eventually screwing themselves over in a way, though, because they don't have a first-round right, pick let me, for let me jump in there three years. Um. All right. So, right Jared Goff was drafted in 2016, correct? Yes. And how many yes, times has he made the? How many times has he made the playoffs since then, Jeremy? How many times he made the play? They made the playoffs every, almost every season. Uh, he made the playoffs almost every yeah, season. It was he just, just, it was the, just the, first the first season, season. exactly. So, how bad really is the Rams? 
I think the Rams, in my opinion, the Rams are a good team. And in the playoffs, they just kind of got kind of a little fucked over because Jared Goff, whole playoffs, he was playing with a, well, not the whole playoffs, but the whole, or most of his playoffs, he was playing with the broken thumb who he just got surgery on. And Aaron Donald was hurt at whole playoffs. And they still went seven and Yes, he was. They, they went. They made the playoffs, whatever. They were the seventh seed or the sixth seed, whatever. I still think they were a good seed. Yeah, they made the playoffs. And Jared Goff, to me, is still a good quarterback. If you yes. go back to week 11, the Rams went and faced the Buccaneers, who are still in the Super Bowl. Jared Goff went 39 for 51, and he threw for 376 yards. Jared Goff, to me, is still a good quarterback. I th- Jared Goff is a good quarterback. The relation, I believe that it goes back to the relationship between him and McVay because McVay was expecting too much out of him. You don't have, in my opinion, a quarterback should not be four times a game. A quarterback, 51 passing attempts is ridiculous. I mean, I understand that, like, it worked out in that game because they ended up winning. And obviously, the Rams were just so inconsistent, though, in the regular season. I mean, they were they would win two games, they would lose one. They would win, they would beat they would beat Seattle and lose to the Jets, and that's where I really think that things kind of took a downhill turn. Even though they made the playoffs, like that loss to a team that had no wins on the season, they were tanking for the number one pick, obviously, and they messed that up. We all know, but that really hurt the Rams. It hurt. It hurt Mick. A lot of things were being questioned, whether it was Goff's ability to be their quarterback, whether it was McVay's head coaching style yeah. that game after that game too, because you know because he 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 made a McVay made a lot of bonehead mistakes that game as a coach, but because he but because the players are the ones out there on the field, he he'll take only a certain amount of the blame whereas Goff who made a lot of mistakes that game too he's the one under center in the spotlight he's going to take he's pretty much going to be thrown under the bus behind the bus on top of the bus and in front of the bus and that's just what happened to him I think that this move to Detroit even though the Detroit Lions are a dysfunctional organization they have a new head coach again and I believe and he's did, he's an interesting did, character. Yeah, I was just gonna say, did you see? To me, this was the most electric head coaching first interview that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, they have kneecaps. They're just gonna they're just gonna go out like the mafia and bust kneecaps. Apparently, I mean, call him, you know, I, I, I call if, him if it happens. Call him. We can call him MCDC. Motors, Motor City, MC. Dan Campbell. This was Motor the City, most Dan electric I interview I've ever seen from a head coach in my life. If I was a football player who was on free agency, I would want to go play for this man. This man, this man is they, strictly a football guy. 
Ask him about anything else going on in the world right now. He would have no idea. Ask him about football. This man knows he football. That was clue. the most electric he interview I've ever seen clue. by a head coach in my life. Like, that was crazy. And oh, I loved it. I was there for every minute of it. I, and I, it got me going. Dude said, dude. Oh, you were there. The I wasn't there. I watched it, Jeremy. When they did the press but conference. This dude. This dude said, I know, I know. Not you just said not you were lunch. We're going to get back to, up. And bite off your kneecap. Next time, it's going to take two shots to knock us down. We're going to knock off your other kneecap and your labia. Who's going to do that? James, who's going to do that? Most electric interview ever. If you're if you're a, if you're a football guy, you <laughs> want to play madness. for MCDC. Motor City, Dan Campbell. MCDC, I love it. MCDC, Motor City, Dan Campbell. I love that. Honestly, you know what? Get the shirts printed now. But um, uh, in terms of Goff, I believe that they wanted Jared Goff. Matthew Stafford wanted out of Detroit. I think that this trade benefits both teams. Because like, I, like we said, the Rams are a win-now team. Stafford will make them better. Goff is a man looking to prove himself and and show to the world and he, and especially Sean McVay that he is not a washed up quarterback like McVay and a lot of people think that he is and the Lions also have very good draft capital. Now it's just a matter of whether or not the Lions can keep their free agents that will hit the market and it all depends on whether or not what free agents come in to Detroit from the free agent market as well. I mean, Detroit is a dysfunctional organization, but I think with the right, with the right people, golf will be a success there. I believe that the I believe that he will rejuvenate his career under Dan Campbell, DCMC. But with that, I mean, with that, I'm just glad that Matthew Stafford did not follow Matt Patricia back to the New England Patriots yeah. because he hated Matt Patricia. I think so. Matt I'm Patricia, glad that- yeah, I'm glad he's gone because, in my opinion, the Lions have a good receiving core. You have you have Kenny yes. Galladay, Marvin oh, Jones, and Dami Amadola. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are I both think, going to hit I think the free agent market once the season. Where I'm going with that, I think they're re-signed. And I think Jared Goff is a good enough quarterback to make them look good. With the new head coach there, I think Detroit could be a good football team. I I think yes, for I me, that Detroit could- Jared Goff is a good quarterback. And all these receivers are good enough where Jared Goff can work with them. But going back to this trade... This trade to me was it was pretty even because so the Lions traded away yes. Matt Stafford, which in my opinion, he is a complete stud of a quarterback. This year alone he threw for almost four thousand one hundred yards. And he threw for sixty four percent, which isn't terrible for a quarterback. Especially with kind of, I guess, what he was working with. I get I just named out their receivers, but I think they're all good receivers. But so you traded away. So for the Rams, it was good because you get Stafford in. You got rid of Goff, who, like you said, McVay kind of just fell apart with and who didn't really want anymore. So I think 
so the trade for me, if they didn't pay, if they p- didn't pay Goff that big contract, it probably would have been Stafford and a first. But because that they took, because the Rams wanted to get rid of Goff's contract, so they traded the two first, which I think that second first was kind of like a thank you for it was kind of like a here's for taking out the contract kind of thing. And then the other picks after that were just kind of like a thank you for doing what you did, in my opinion. Because the Rams didn't want that contract because it was eating up so much of their cap. And because the Lions ate all of that, I think it was a good trade for both sides. Oh, I agree with you there. Now, in terms of the quarterback movement, we're going to step away from this trade because yeah. I figured like we covered every aspect of it. We're going, we're going to switch back to this Sean Watson. And obviously, like we know that he doesn't want to play for Houston. We know that they're a dumb fuck organization. We know that he wants nothing to do with Nick Casario. He wants nothing to do with their new head coach. He wants nothing to do with the McNairs. He wants out as fast as he possibly can. Where do you think that he will go if he leaves Houston? Houston, And what do you think would be the best fit? Now, obviously, this could be the same answer. They could be different All answers. All right. So, right now, I'm going to break off what you said a little real fast. Um, I don't think Watson gets traded, in my opinion. I think they have – Okay. So they have a new GM and a new head coach there. And they seem like they want to work out that relationship because Watson was fucked in that prior leadership positions where they basically told Watson, we're going to put you in on trades. You're going to be able to come in on every move we make in this organization. And then they went, they went back behind his back, traded his number one receiver away without even telling him. So... For me, I think Watson is going to stay with the Texans because you have, you have to give up too much for Watson if you want to get him first. Second off, this the new owners, the new leadership wants to work with Watson and kind of amend that relationship. So I think he stays. But I'm going to play Devers' advocate here. Um, so I saw a tweet. Um, it said, where do you think Deshaun Watson will end up? And they, like, photoshopped four pictures in there. It was the Dolphins and then three other teams. But the Jets wasn't in there. There was a comment. So this was, like, a big-name reporter that did that. And then there was just a random guy that said, you forgot the Jets. And then there was another name report, like, another big-name reporter. I, I, Matt, I forget the names now because I didn't write it down. But they but he said, no, you, he okay. said, no, he didn't. So that mean that meant to me means that he knew something that we don't, that there's for some reason he won't go to the Jets. I think the Jets are kind of, they have a new head coach now. I think. Yes, Robert Sala. I think that they're kind of, I think they're going to stick with what they have. See, to me, Sam Darnold Darnold. is a good quarterback, but just it's just been unfortunate for him because he's been this, he's going into his fourth season 
in his first three seasons, he has had three different offensive coordinators. And that doesn't help. At, yeah, yeah, that doesn't help any quarterback. I think the Jets are going to stick with him because I think he is a good quarterback. Sam Darnold is a good quarterback, and he just never really kind of had the right weapons there. And I think coming in with his new head coach, they're going to bring in what kind of what he needs. I think they're going to stick with the number two spot. And I think they're probably going to draft a wide receiver. They're either going to take. Um... I think they're going to take Devontae Smith from Alabama, number two. See, I think they're going to take the kid from uh, Clemson. Or, yeah, I think they're going to take. Um... I want to say they're going to take the Jamar Chase. From or I said clubs. I'm at LSU. Oh. I think they're going to take the Mar- Demar Chase from LSU. Um, I, in my opinion, Demar Chase is the best receiver in this draft class. I know you said Devontae Smith, but I think in my opinion, Jamar Chase is better than him. I think they're going to go draft uh, Jamar Chase, and they're going to kind of give Sam Darnold what he needs to start working with some weapons. But uh, getting yeah, into no, the draft another time. Understandable too. Um, I mean. So yeah, yeah we'll get into the draft in our time at the exactly. end. Exactly. So back to Watson. The season is over, obviously. I think you think that he will also, stay. If we're I gonna kind of, I'm also gonna play devil's advocate again real fast before you jump in. I think yeah, so. If Watson was to be traded advocate. to me, he's gonna stay in the AFC. So why not? Miami could trade that three pick back. And so I would, if I was Miami, I would call up, offer that three pick and Tua for Deshaun Watson and some later drafts, like in some like, like round three, round four draft picks and later drafts. So why not? You know, that's if the only team I could see him really going to is the Dolphins. Because other than that, unless. That that's about really it, in my opinion. Everyone else to me is kind of like just kind of relaxing on what they have, unless you went, unless the Falcons drafted yeah. the four pick and Matt Ryan for Watson. But the Falcons also just came out and said they wanted to keep Matt Ryan around. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, too, is right. like you know, we don't we don't really know what this For QB carousel is going need, to be. You Obviously, probably need at least two first rounders and a quarterback to go back with it if you aren't getting a high pick, and probably some later on picks. So I think Watson is that good, where you need to give give up so much to get him. Oh, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. They'll have to give an arm and a leg for the most part. But when it comes to Deshaun Watson and the QB carousel, I'm not believing the rumor mill of how 18 different quarterbacks could change could change teams. I don't think that that's going to happen. Obviously, the team, obviously, the Houston Texans may or may not change quarterback because of how unhappy their quarterback currently is right now. But at the same at the same time, there are a lot of teams that are looking for quarterbacks because of their situation, mainly more in the, a- in the NFC than in the AFC. I mean, 
there are teams on both sides of both conferences. Uh, I, and the thing is too, is obviously like, you know, you could pick a quarterback in the draft. You could trade for a quarterback. Yeah. You could sign a quarterback on for off a of free agency. And it's just ridiculous. And it's just insane, honestly, with what, what happens with Watts. What, what do you what think would about happen the, with Watson would be insane. The Broncos gave up Drew Locke and their nine pick and another asset for Watson. Do you think that could happen? If the Broncos get Deshaun Watson, the AFC West yeah, becomes Wa- much more Watson and Mahomes two times a year would be exciting. Because I think the Broncos have enough weapons. Watson they could, and Mahomes. I mean, they've shown it this year where they ran with the Chiefs, but they just – Drew. I love Drew Locke. I want him to be a good NFL quarterback. He is just not the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. I think the Denver Broncos. I, I part of me is part of me thinks that the Denver Broncos quarterback situation is the way it is is because of John Elway, and he doesn't want a good quarterback to uh, eventually become better for the Broncos than he I, was. I understand, but, but I think um, he's uh, kind of past that point. Um, uh, I I think he just wants to yeah, see I, them I mean, perspire and to do good. But there is several teams where I could see oh, Watson no. going for. Yeah, I'm definitely several teams. I mean, Watson obviously isn't prioritized. Like, like, I, like, like, like we said uh, earlier, I mean, you, there's only three to, teams. Yes. Like, it, if the GM was smart and the owner, there was only three teams. Like I said, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Ravens. Everyone else should be making a call for Deshaun Watson saying, hey, what do you want for this kid? Because Deshaun Watson is special. Deshaun Deshaun Watson is worth it, honestly. I mean, yeah, he had a torn ACL, but look at how he bounced back from his torn ACL. And it's just insane as to what the kid can do at quarterback. He is is a special quarterback. He's probably going to be – he could go down as one of the best quarterbacks to ever play in the National Football League by the time he retires, depending on the situation that he is in, obviously. I mean, he could be our generation's Dan Marino uh, be, and never win a Super Bowl or or only come close to it once, depending on the team that he's on. Or he could go to a team and carry them to at least two Lombardis. So it all depends on where he goes. I I saw something how the Raiders were actually intrigued about how Watson was available and they would be looking to shop car and some draft picks. So that's interesting as well. And obviously a lot of teams would happily take the Sean Watson. So obviously the Jets are the main focal point, but the Sean Watson isn't going to prioritize the New York Jets over another team considering that they still have a young quarterback like Sam Darnold and that reporter that you were talking about, you know, they were, on, they were actually on to something obviously because they wouldn't, they wouldn't just say that, uh, it, you know, just for clout or anything like, like Skip Bayless does to be honest. So when it comes to that, I, I think that the obvious choice is Miami. If he went somewhere else, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be completely shocked. I would be most shocked if he stayed with the Houston Texans. But with that, I mean, I'm going, when it comes to the QB carousel, 
it's just going to be intriguing what happens after the season ends and what goes on in terms of the free agent market, in terms of the trade market, in terms of the draft. I mean, we'll focus on all that once we'll focus on all of that in about a month's time. Let me do something with you real fast. All right. So just for a second, act as if you're the Chargers GM or owner. The Chargers yep. GM. Right, so if I called ah, you, okay, I know where you're going to go here. And Trading. said, I want to give you Deshaun Watching for Justin Herbert. All right. Yep. Yep. I knew what I, else I knew where you were going to go. You, if you were the Chargers, what else would you give up or what else would you want? Because I think what the Chargers. You actually, you just you just explain to me what you think real fast. So if I called you and said, "What do you want for Herbert?" I'm hanging up the phone. But, but I, see, that's my me, thing not is the Chargers GM um, Herbert. I'm gonna jump in real fast. Herbert hey. hasn't shown he can win yet. Watson has. Watson can go for me. The, Watson can go in with the weapons that Herbert has now and be a stud. Kansas City, uh, yeah, Kansas City. No, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers had a bad head coach. They had a bad coaching staff. Justin Herbert was thrown into the fire pretty much because their team doctors were fucking stupid, puncturing the lung of Tyrod Taylor, who is not a bad quarterback in himself. And Justin Herbert has shown that he can perform. It's just that because he was thrown into the fire, it had to be on a week by week. Evaluation of him had to be on a week by week basis. I don't think that the Chargers why not? Why not? should give up Justin yeah. Herbert. And like I said, why not? Because like I said, they okay. finally because they got rid of Anthony okay, Lynn. But Anthony Lynn Watson is not is a good only head three coach. years older than I, Herbert. So oh. why not? Why because Watson has already proved he is. Why not give up Herbert? Herbert has had one year, so just don't go in. Just don't go into the saying you wouldn't trade him. And then his what would what would you what would you want if you were trading uh, Herbert? Or what would do you think Houston will give up for Herbert? Don't don't say they wouldn't trade. Like if they are going to make a trade, Herbert. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to like kind of interrupt you and be rude about it, but I just want to know what you would think. Like, I want the kitchen sink. Give me the, give me the kitchen sink. You, I want the kitchen sink because they, the Los Angeles Chargers drafted a quarterback who can prove that he can be their franchise quarterback, and if it wasn't for Justin Jefferson in Minnesota, he would probably be offensive rookie of the year. He he can play quarterback. I if the Houston Texans called me. As the Los Angeles Chargers general manager tonight, I would demand Deshaun Watson, two first-round okay. picks, a second, now, and a third. Look back for year Justin to Herbert. the draft. We're in the 2020 draft. Who's the first quarterback to go? Is it still Burrow or is it Herbert? Seeing how the year has gone. Without minus, minus, minus Burrow. Seeing how the injury, year has gone. If you got to play a full season, who would you want? Yeah. Who would I want? No, no it's See, not. That's an unfair. No, that's an not. unjust. That's an unjust one right there because of the. <laughs> it is kind of an unjust one. I'm taking. 
Burrow, Burrow got hit. Too. It is kind of unjust, okay. actually, because they both played on crap teams. Burrow got injured because Cincinnati's offensive line well, is why not? Garbage. Why not Why not take and, Herbert and for Watson for less than? That's just what I'm saying. I think Watson is that good. He's only three years older than Herbert, and he's already shown he's elite. With This year, he even put up elite numbers without a number, an actual number one receiver. So why not bring him in with Keenan Allen yeah, he didn't have a and that one whole because... offense that the Chargers have? Why not just say, okay, one for one is even? Okay. One for one could potentially be even, but at the same, but no, at the same time though, it I don't think that the right. char- the Chargers would look dumb if they did that if they traded Herbert because the thing is though is they he showed. Yeah, I just wanted, I just wanted, with that, that I just wanted to make you think play. a little bit. He showed it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see. To I me, I didn't care how you answered. I'm pull Steve I just I wanted do. to like kind of get you into the mind of a GM and kind of get you thinking there because like I honestly think Watson yeah, for I'll... Herbert is kind of like a fair one for one. But I just want to get you into the mind of a GM because you have to think everything in consideration. One one, so that's yeah. why I I brought that up to you just because I want to see what your opinion was on it. I wasn't trying. I wasn't oh, trying I to make you look better. I knew where I was you were going to thinking. go with that. No, yeah, no, I, was I know. To make you thinking. We're both getting a little rattled here. I will admit that. But well, we're thinking exactly. No, we're thinking of the minds of a GM. And the thing is, though, is that the Los Angeles Chargers GM, like I said, he would look stupid if I. He would not look stupid if he got a good amount. With Deshaun Watson, if he got less than two first rounders, so you're saying Deshaun Watson is going up for a one for one, and a third. So why not do it? No, Deshaun Watson is good enough for a one for because the Chargers would look dumb if they did a one for one because they just only drafted Herbert. This isn't like the Ram the Ram, This isn't like the Rams situation where they had where they had a huge contract that was being eaten up because of Jared Goff. And who who wasn't believed in by his by his coach, where they needed to give up a lot for to get Matthew Stafford. The Chargers do but believe in Justin yet. Herbert, but at the same time, he's still on a garbage okay. team. With Th- that a garbage offense wasn't garbage. Who got so, fired? I, I I'm not the I'm not trying I'm not, not trying to like be mean. I'm not trying not to garbage. like be like a dick here, but I'm just trying to think like. To make you think like a GM, like why, why, why not a one for one for Watson? Because you know Watson is been I know elite. Exactly. So with the weapons that that Chargers offense has, yes, who beat, I know Watson who beat the Chiefs in overtime, or they took the Chiefs to overtime this year and lost in overtime. Could Watson have beat that team? Watson most Watson could have beat that team, but at the same time, like we're not, we're also thinking about how. Yes, Herbert. Now we're going into the other aspects of a quarterback where they take the blame for things that they should not take the blame. We're talking about a Chargers team that had many had a lot of injuries on defense. A lot of key defensive players were injured for long periods of time, if not for a good for if not the entire season. They also had players opting out as well because of the COVID situation. So. Yes, as much as I want to blame the head coaching of Anthony Lynn and his staff, I will also take we have I yeah. have to take into consideration everything of how the defense is, which is why I would 
I, which is why I would not want to make that trade. I would hang up the phone. I would put my faith into Justin Herbert. Now, obviously, it goes back to, like you said, Lamar Jackson. You know, when it came to putting the faith into him and having the people around him, they have a good foundation there with the players. Now the Los Angeles Chargers have a new head coach. They still have a great foundation of players. Yeah. A lot of people are going to be coming back healthy on defense as well. So if the situation with Herbert does not yeah. change, I, and I'm not saying into year two, obviously. I mean, if, if he makes the playoffs in year two, I consider that a successful season because of what division they're in. But after that, like if nothing changes where they can't win the division and compete with the Kansas City Chiefs, okay. then I would look into potentially trading Herbert. But then by then his trade value would go down. I Me too. I, I just wanted to I, see I like what your Justin thoughts Herbert. were on I it. think the kid on that. But um I, I, I like both of the I like both of the quarterbacks. I like both of the quarterbacks, but at the same time, it just goes yeah. to what okay. GM would look dumb compared to the other GM. Obviously, Bill O'Brien is he's, not he's associated with the Houston Texans anymore. He he's he's going to be ruining the right. recruiting process no, at the University of Alabama, hopefully. But but I have I have a lot of quarterbacks in this, but shoot. We'll focus oh, on two. Okay. We'll focus right. well, on I have this a lot. one. So I'll one just more. go into my next kind of, I guess, big one then, because I I had like three more I had to go do after this. It would have been short, but what do the Steelers okay. do with Ben Roethlisberger? That's another question there too. Yes, I think Ben should retire. I really think Ben should retire, honestly. But at the same time. They're not going to make him retire because they don't well, have they don't have a quarterback to replace him. They they're too low in the draft. They're too low in the draft. He has they a forty one billion issues. cap. Not only do they have the cap. So what do you do? Would yeah, you, that's the I, biggest problem there. Okay, that, so going back to my question a little bit, would you trade him and take like half of that cap hit, or what do you do? Like what? What would you do as another team trying to get, like, if you needed Ben Roethlisberger per se? Uh, okay. I wouldn't take Ben Roethlisberger because, personally, I wouldn't I take Ben Roethlisberger. I agree with you on that, but I was just I, saying I because he still wants to play. That's retire. why I asked you that one. He still does want to play. So you're I saying he's playing one more season last in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh. They have a lot of – Okay, so you think he's going to play – the, the He's spending one more season in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Just going to eat some... that cap hit, or do you think they try to move him? Okay. Well, that's what I was going to go into there. I, they have a lot of cap problems. They have not only do they have the cap hit with Ben Roethlisberger, but they also have a lot of restricted free agents that they potentially want to sign on the defensive side of the ball. Bud Dupree, their best defensive player, in my opinion, being one of them, that they definitely would have to resign obviously they wouldn't want to lose him so it obviously they could try to restructure the contract but even then that it would only it wouldn't it would only save so much off the cap uh, off the cap hit they have a lot of internal cap issues that they need to figure out to put out a competitive football team to compete with not only with the baltimore ravens but also the resurgent cleveland browns and it all depends on what happens when a healthy Joe Burrow comes back for Cincinnati. So the Pittsburgh Steelers are in very 
they're in deep trouble, honestly, in my opinion. Okay. I, with or I, without I Ben Roethlisberger, I disagree with one statement you made there. I think the Cleveland Browns, the only reason they made the playoffs was because they had the easiest schedule and one of the easiest schedules in the NFL, in my opinion. I I get that whole AFC North. In your opinion? They they had to play the NFC North, who was just the laughing stock of a of a division in the NFL. And uh, in my opinion, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah, sorry if know. my girlfriend listened to this podcast. Um, her family's Cleveland Browns fan. To me, the only reason they made the playoffs was because of the easy schedule they had. I think Baker Mayfield is a game manager of a quarterback. And I just think they were a 500 team at best in any other season. Okay, okay, I can respect that. I can respect that opinion. I do think that your opinion is wrong. We can have that discussion for another day. <laughs> oh, you're, you're we a can dick. have that discussion for another day. I we can have that. Dis- <laughs> we can have that discussion another day. Now, the other one. Uh, Two more quarterback. Well, you said you had a couple. At least, or you have three more. We can just a yeah, couple I more quarterbacks more, but if you want to say with their situations in the carousel. No, uh, no, nah, nah, that's perfect. What, what, no. what do you got here? Well, we'll obviously right. we'll we're keep, already at we'll we're pushing an hour forty already. So what do you got here? Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. I kind I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And I want to talk about I want to talk about Kirk Cousins and Roger, Daniel Jones. We'll, we'll and that that and well Carson Wentz, but I think I think for me Wentz Wentz stays Wentz stays. We're not going to focus on the Wentz. I, I don't <laughs> want to go into Philly because Philly will just upset me. Uh, I don't want to go into well, hang on, you're a Giants fan because so I can talk yes about or no, that for days. Daniel Jones, your quarterback for the next. I am three a Giants years. fan. Okay. Okay. That, that's all I needed. That's all I needed. Yes. Daniel Jones is our quarterback for the next three years. Um, Rodgers, we'll go into Aaron Rodgers. Tannehill intri- intrigues me a little bit, but we'll focus on Rodgers first. I think he stays. Short well, there was sweet, one thing I that intrigued me stays. going into that real fast. You think he stays? Okay. So, GM, owner, and coach go ahead, go ahead. said Rodgers is there. Rodgers also came out and said he wanted to stay, but there was a leaked video that said he wants to kind of get revenge on the Green Bay Packers. I don't know what that meant. I don't know if that meant he kind of wanted to stay and win them a Super Bowl, kind of like a, like a fuck you Super Bowl, like I can do this, like fuck you for drafting Jordan Love kind of thing. Or if it's kind of a thing where like a fuck you, he wants to leave and go beat them and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I I saw. It was um, interesting. I did not see that link. I video. think it was like Instagram, where I was like scrolling through my like Discover page, and I was going through the NFL stuff, and I saw the Aaron Rodgers video. But he basically said he wants to get revenge on the Green Bay Packers. There wasn't really any insight to it on like if it meant like he wanted to stay there and win a championship. Says, "Hey guys, fuck you! I can still do this," or leave to a team like say the Chicago Bears who could honestly, like, if they had a better quarterback, 
Mitch Trubisky is complete dog shit in my opinion. If they had an actual, if they had an actual quarterback, they could pro- honestly with that defense could win a Super Bowl. But that, that's a topic for another time. But I just didn't, I just didn't know how to yes. take that video in context. Yes. Intrigues me. It does intrigue me. It does. But I think like. I wouldn't put too much into it, obviously. I mean, obviously, we still like a like. There's obviously like a whole period of NFL offseason that is going to happen once once we are done with the once we're done with the Super Bowl in this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a matter of like what happens there with everything. And going into Ryan Tannehill, I, that one intrigues me a lot. I think he will stay in Tennessee. They have a low, they have a real, they have a low draft pick in the first round. I don't, I don't think Houston. With in the case of Deshaun Watson, I don't think that they will that Houston would be stupid enough to trade Deshaun Watson to a team within their division, especially because the Colts team, why? like you know Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill, like obviously he's not getting any younger. Why, and why the not? Indianapolis why Colts not? If you're all right, so what, Tennessee's drafting. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Tennessee's drafting another two, right? 22, correct? Tennessee is drafting when? 20 what? 22? Yeah, 20, yeah. In, in, in the early 20s. All 22, right, so, 23, something along those lines. Uh, this is clearly like we said we're going to do a draft, like a mock draft. But do you think just kind of, if you're Tennessee, do you think Zach Wilson from BYU could fall the 22? It depends well, on what the Falcons do. It actually depends on what the Falcons yeah, do I have, and what I the think, Eagles do because the so Eagles are for a team me. That, I, I don't want. There's three teams, or there's two teams before. There are three. Excuse me, three teams before Tennessee comes up that could draft uh, Zach Wilson, and that for me, it's the New England Patriots. And it's the Philadelphia Eagles. So Philly's at number six and New England's at number 15. The Because yep. for me, after those drafts, yeah, like, I don't so think he after New England drafts 15. at 15, you have Arizona at 16, Raiders 17, Miami after that, Washington, Bears, Indianapolis, who to me, none of those teams need a quarterback. I don't think... I don't think the Bears Except- are going to move on from Trubisky. But I think Jacoby Brissett. The Colts do need a quarterback, me, but it all depends. Jacoby Brissett is a good quarterback. And under Frank Reich, he might be able to do good. Yeah, I, I – So I think that's why that's he, why so, I think that the Colts won't the draft same- a quarterback. And exactly. So then – Tennessee falls at 22, and if Jordan Love falls that far, why why not Zach, draft Zach. Zach Wilson? Like, I think for me, Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson yeah. had himself a hell of a season at BYU. I don't want to get into too many things because we said we're going to do a mock draft, whatever. But this season, 
He threw for 300 yeah, and almost, yeah, he threw too. for 3,700 yards, almost, give or take, like, a couple yards, whatever. But why not? The kid's a good quarterback. He has proved it. And Tannehill is, I get Tannehill's still young, but Tannehill is, to me, another one of those game manager quarterbacks. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, so like like I have a lot of quarterbacks to go into who could be drafted, and I know you don't want to get into it that much. So if you want to do another episode on just like the quarterback kind of the quarterback carousel of the whole NFL, we could do that in another episode. But um, yeah, we can definitely go into that. Right, right. Yeah, we can so go if into we do another that. Episode that that's fine for the draft and everything. But, um, uh, I would, if I was Tennessee, if Zach Wilson fell that far, I would take him because Tannehill isn't a great quarterback, and I just think they should because why not? Like Tannehill is all right. He's the problem is though in the NFL, like if you have a decent quarterback, you kind of want to keep him because so you have mostly in the NFL, you basically have shit quarterbacks, decent quarterbacks, then you have good, and then you have like the elite, which are like, there's probably four quarterbacks in the NFL who I can name right now who are elite. And you need that, you need that decent or good quarterback to at least be able to make it to the playoffs every year. I, and I, and I agree with that there. And it it would be intriguing to see what happens when the draft se- when draft yeah. time comes around when the off season hits and everything because obviously Tennessee Tennessee even though they won got the knocked division, out in the wild card though by kind of felt, they kind of felt and it, it just shows that it just shows like by Baltimore you kind of yeah need, they fell like, short of their own good quarterback because unfortunately Tennessee went up ten nothing in the yeah. wild card round. And then they kind of fell apart. And like, if you had a good quarterback, and they, you'd and they be able to it. just get through that game with that ten nothing lead. Right. Yeah. Right. As long as yeah. At that point, if the defense has given up points, you just need to score to stay ahead of the other team. But unfortunately, Tannehill, to me, I because I've I'm a Buffalo exactly. fan, so I've paid attention to him in Miami. He's the same way. I think Tannehill is a decent quarterback. But he can't win you games when needed. No, he can't, and I agreed there wholeheartedly with that one. But at the same, like I said, at the same time, it's just intriguing to see what happens with Tannehill and the Titans and any yeah. other team that potentially could be looking at QBs because. Even though, like, you know, the rumor mill says 18 quarterbacks could be on the move. Obviously, we know that a lot of teams are going to be moving on before, from quarterbacks. Before we end the podcast, that so let me on give you one teams, more quarterback so who may- we can take, like, a second on. Okay. <laughs> we can end the podcast. As long as it's not the Dallas Cowboys. Well, well hang on. Okay. We are not talking about well, the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Dak Prescott. I could talk That's an hour about that. Conversation so. for a, uh, I, I would. I, All right. Do you franchise tag him? Yes or no? Yeah, we could talk Simple an question, hour yes or no. about that. But 
like, like not good. Uh, if you were the Dallas, if you, you were Jerry to, Jones, if, uh, me personally, or if I was Dallas Cowboys, Jeremy, put yourself in Jerry Jones shoes. <laughs> okay, okay. Do, do you franchise? I know. Dad, I have. It's, it's hilarious. Oh God. So, oh, once more, because I get they've already franchised him. What this was the second time this year. They're, if they uh, obviously, I'll well, try the to problem is is Dak a forty million them, dollar quarterback? I'm going to franchise tag him. <laughs> We're gonna, uh, God, I don't fuck the Cowboys. But yes, Cowboys if you're Jerry Jones, yes or no? Jerry Jones isn't a general for manager. forty million. Yes, I'm franchising right. tag, tag deck press. All right, guy. that answers yes, my I'm question. Then. What about hey, hang on? Hang on. Franchise quarterback. What Jerry about Jones. what about Dak or Sean Watson? Dak for Sean Watson. Uh, Houston would be Dak, taking true, a gamble but... on that one because of Dak's ankle. Play, dude, I've played through a broken ankle. I've been great. I made D three basketball. I'm living the life. Jeremy I wouldn't do that. Paid still for my endorsements. I uh, just that, kidding. Right. Just kidding. D three basketball does, didn't do anything for me, but I made great friends. Yeah, I had a great time. Obviously. But um, no. But honestly, um, I think that's a good trick. So yeah. I think Dak is a trade. great quarterback. If you were any trade. team with a like a struggling quarterback, you would want Dak. Dak, Dak is, Dak a, is a good quarterback. quarterback. I you. You would, I, oh, I yeah. Do that yeah, of course, the injury. And, and I wouldn't do that trade because of the, uh, because well, what of about before he got injured? That's one for one, Dak for Deshaun. That's the only reason why. I mean, oh. okay. Before he got injured. Okay. Okay. One that's for all one. I, want to know, I was one curious about that. What you the injury. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. You should have mentioned it before the podcast that I shouldn't have mentioned because I know that the Dallas Cowboys fuck. <laughs> fuck the New York Giants every year because the New York Giants are a dog shit team. The well, Dallas Cowboys are well, a dog no, shit team. The Eagles are a dog shit team. And the Redskins are a dog shit team. Fuck. I didn't want to. Fuck. <laughs> the whole division's fuck, dog fuck shit. Fuck any team in the NFC, to be that. honest. AFC is where it's okay. at. It's perfectly fine. Do you. Jump, jump, jump on the uh, jump on the Bills <laughs> the bandwagon like I'm about to division. jump on that Manchester United bandwagon. So that right there was another great talk I had with my friend Jake Sosha, who has continued to be a wonderful guest on the Jerry's World podcast. And I have always appreciated his input on any topic that he wishes to discuss, whether it's sports related or not sports related. And he is welcome anytime to once again come on the podcast and provide input onto any topic he so wishes. And I look forward to potentially having more guests on the show as I welcome any input for the most part onto my podcast. And I know somewhere down the road I'm going to eventually re-record a previous episode that I put out because a fellow friend of mine and a fellow listener of the Jerry's World podcast wanted to provide their own insight and input onto one of the episodes that I previously recorded and released so i'm looking forward to when that time comes as well and with that i am going to conclude today's episode of the jerry's world podcast i thank you all for listening and giving your feedback and support i'll try to be better next time until then stay safe